Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Sana Manith, editor. I'm Judy Stevens, producer. And I'm Emily Shaw, assistant editor. So today we are welcoming Emily officially to our podcast, to one of our leading ladies. Welcome, yay! Leading lady, Emily Shaw. Thanks, fellow ladies. I feel so excited to be here. I'm very Um, honored to be an official leading lady and not a supporting lady. That's very exciting. (laughs) You're always going to be the supporting lady in my life, Emily Shaw. Oh, that is super duper sweet and mean at at the the same same time. time, Poor mean and sweet, but you said it in a very nice way, and the eye contact was nice, so I I liked that. That is our relationship. Um, (laughs) You should know Emily Shaw, or Emily Shaw Shaw, as I call her when I'm very excited to see her. Um, She and I sit in the same office. We do. We look at each other every single day. We actually face the opposite direction of yes, each other. Yes, that's true. Sometimes we do turn around and look at each we other. We do talk uh, at our computer screens, but towards each other. So our backs are facing each other. I know you guys anyway. are jealous right now. It sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds like such a wonderful, wonderful life we have. The tight-knit Marvel offices. Um, but she is an assistant editor in uh, uh, technically the Heroes the Office. Heroes Office, yeah. With Mark Panicia as your senior editor. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what you work on and how you got here? Sure. Um, how I got here? That is a very open-ended mm-hmm. question. Um, well, I started working here a little bit over two years ago. Ago, and I've been in the same office ever since, so I've been working on the Ultimate Universe books, Miles Morales. Um, I was on Iron Man for a bit. I'm now on Fantastic Four and Hulk. And I also edit the third-party books, which means when we have like a cinematic tie-in book or we have like an ABC TV show, graphic novel that we're working on, any of that kind of stuff, I um, lead edit. So yeah. Um, that pretty much sums it up. I'm sure I'm forgetting like so many. You're forgetting I work on. about how uh, you and I met for coffee oh, all those yeah. years ago. Oh yes, we this was introduced before a highlight. Job here, yeah, a highlight of my life. Yes, <laughs> prior to it was actually very exciting. <laughs> no, it was very exciting for someone who wants to get into the industry. Getting to meet with someone who actually works in the industry was very cool. So, um, a mutual friend of Sana and mine, Mackenzie Cadenhead, hooked us up because. Mackenzie had a baby rudely when she was supposed to have a meeting with me. So she was like, oh, well, I'm having a baby, so I guess you can meet with Sana. She's pretty great, so, you know, you guys can hang out. So we got coffee. Sana, like, filled me in on all of the dirty Marvel secrets. Not really. We just talked. But it was great. And then, a couple months later, here I am. Yeah. Pretty cool. Although, to be fair, that meeting was completely separate from the interview. We, didn't, we weren't even hiring at that point. No, it was it just was a casual, like, informational, yeah, informational when, meeting. But it was good uh, for anyone applying in the future. It was very helpful for when she was applying, and I heard Emily Shaw was going to be applying for or interviewing for this position. I could be like, oh, she's actually a normal human being and <laughs> not a weirdo, which is how I have all my recommendations. Um, but no, it's, it's always good to, to get to know, not to say that we all have time, but get to know someone working in the company, ask them the behind the scenes. And when there are openings, generally we will, if we think that you're qualified and we think that, and, and you're, you're sort of a stand up professional, uh, we generally will make recommendations, not to say you'll get a job immediately or anything, but always helpful to know people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And now you've been here for like two years, right? Yeah, so I came in in October... 
Last October, it would have been two years, so whatever this is, January? Yeah, yeah. over two years, guys. More than two years, but not that much more. <laughs> yes, so I'm an expert, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah, and I, you know, the one thing about being an assistant editor is that you can... Um, you have a lot of responsibility on your plate because you're sort of making like a, a division, a department run effectively because you have a whole huge line of books. Um, and then at the same time, you do get to edit your own books, which is pretty rare in the mm -hmm. industry as an assess assistant editor. And um, you sort of climbed up that ladder fairly quickly in the sense that you're running all the third-party books, more or less, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been really great. Panic, my my official boss, has Mark Panicia is his name. Mark Panicia. <laughs> Panic, for short, has been amazing at giving me the freedom to work on my own projects and have sort of like creative control over a lot of the books that I work on, which has been really awesome. So I think a lot of people think, oh, you're an assistant. You just, like, move files around and, you know, spell check. But it actually is a very, very broad title. And most of the assistants here at Marvel do a lot of full editing. And it's, you know, it's just great. We get a lot, we get a lot of say in the stuff that comes out. Yeah. So Emily Shaw, you'll be hearing more from this voice. Mm -hmm. And you can find <laughs> her pretty face at, what's your Twitter handle again? It's like Emily Shaw Shaw. Oh, yeah. Much like right. Sunday's <laughs> nickname for me. I know. I thought I was so, I was so original, but apparently Is your not. photo show you holding that monkey? Yes. Okay, so you guys, I'm actually really terrible at Twitter, but now that I'm an official leading lady, I, I will step up and actually use You're my Twitter account. Yeah. So Janine, the, the now, now departed Janine Schaefer, she did not die, but she is no longer, you know, here in the studio with us working at Marvel. Very very sad. Um, she forced me to get Twitter. It was quite frightening because I have a slight aversion to all social media. <laughs> she was like, Emily, why aren't you on Twitter? You're getting on Twitter right now. I'm going to tweet about how you have Twitter. And I was all like, I've never used this before. What now do I talk to. about? So I'm still a bit of a newbie, but I'll get better. It's really just about being clever, yeah. in my opinion. I try not to like share my emotions unless they're witty or like uh, interesting. I feel like I use That's Twitter. I'm sure you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, it has to be witty and interesting. I, I think I like self-edit all the time. Interesting. I, I, I mostly use Twitter to like ask out questions about things I need. Like I'm going to Portland this weekend. What well, can that's I? Also useful. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I do that. I definitely once uh, tweeted out. I was having really severe. I was really sick, and I was like, "Are there any doctors on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening?" <laughs> And then I got a tweet back from the Night Nurse at Night Nurse. That's, no way. Yeah, who uh, is just a big fan of the Night Nurse, and he's actually a nurse at wow. night, works at night. <laughs> I was like, this is great. He, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and he was hel helping me. He's like, well, what are these symptoms? So, yeah, it's really <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. Twitter is an amazing place, yeah. is the takeaway. Yeah, it's yes. the greatest invention ever. So all of you should bag Emily on Twitter. Yes. So. Yes, feel free. Feel free to, to and, follow me. And feel free to call her Janine sometimes, because that's what I'm going to start doing. <laughs> oh, no. Since uh, That's a lot of pressure, you guys. Yeah. Well, actually, no. We decided today we would call the new coffee maker we bought Janine. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> so you guys, if you listened to the last episode, you heard that we, we purchased a coffee maker. But we miss Janine so much that we're going to give it a little face and call it Janine. I think we're going to have to start updating uh, you guys with, like, Marvel, like, intrigue. Like, all the things that happen. <laughs> yeah, so far it's very intriguing. Yeah, I know. Any episodes about the, the Marvel yes. Cafe? The Marvel Cafe. Cafe. That's correct. We're going to uh, uh, the inauguration. What is 
it called? The opening? Official Are you gonna opening break a bottle of ribbon cutting ceremony? Ribbon, we're, we're trying not to break bottles in the office. I think, <laughs> I think they will get mad about that, but we'll do a ribbon cutting ceremony. Judy, you're invited. I'll send okay. you an oh, invitation. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. All you have to do uh, is is uh, wear your nicest clothes <laughs> and bring a mug. Bring a mug. Do you guys actually have coffee now? We do. We do. As of this morning, gifted by the one and only Janine Schaefer. Uh. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> also, so. we'll, we'll collect all the gossip from the coffee cafe and we'll bring it. We'll bring it to the podcast and yeah. share it with all of you. Yeah, you have, to, you have to share one secret if you're going to have coffee with us. Oh. That's just how it works. Yeah. I feel like it's not a secret if I share it with you and then we put it on the internet. And no, no, no. Well, well, thousands of people. As long as it was formally a secret, it counts. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. It depends. It depends on the secrets. Depends on the secrets. If you guys um, have any secrets that you want to release to Marvel Cafe, you can email us at womenof at marvel.com, and uh, well, I'll pass it along. To yeah, Sarah and we'll and discuss. We'll discuss <laughs> your discuss secrets yeah. in our office. All we really do at Marvel is discuss all day. We discuss at our coffee corner slash Marvel Cafe, coffee yeah. cafe, and uh, at this podcast. Yeah. I'm excited to read all the yeah. secrets. I hope it gets weird and dark. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can cut that out. You just, you just got weird, Emily. Yeah. Well, the point of our podcast today, <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit about the Eisner Awards because nominations are now open for the 2015 uh, awards that will be uh, happening at San Diego Comic-Con later this year. We wanted to talk a little bit about, like, who we think may be nominated, just like talking about what 2014 was for mm-hmm. comic year. Um, uh, and we also, uh, for those who don't know what the Eisners are, I figured we should give you a little history because as someone who didn't really grow up with comics and was thrown into this office somehow having to deal with comic people sometimes, I had no idea what they were. Yes. And they were the most important uh, awards, I would say, in the comics industry, that and the Harvey Awards. Um, and once you are nominated for an Eisner, you can walk around saying, and I'm I'm an Eisner-nominated writer slash artist slash, uh, which uh, we actually say to Mark Wade or Jeff Loeb all the time. So uh, It's like calling him a sir. We say like, sir. We're like, welcome, <laughs> Eisner-nominated writer. Eisner award-winning writer, Jeff Loeb. Welcome. You can't and say their name anymore. It's yeah. official. He bows and he gets very excited. I'm just imagining Jeff Loeb did this. He rolls his eyes. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so basically, it's like the equivalent of the Oscars, yes. more or less, mm-hmm. or the Golden Globes, depending on like if you're TV or movie. Yes, less fancy, but less yes. fancy. <laughs> less fancy. It is also a seated down dinner. Yeah, that is not real English. I just said seated that. down dinner. <laughs> you're sitting down and you're eating dinner. <laughs> seated dinner. So it's sort of like the Golden Globes, yeah. and it's broadcasted online, but not live on NBC, or whatever. Yes, there is drinking and eating. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and no, and we actually have some celebrity. There's uh, celebrity hosts. Uh, I think one year I was there, it was like Trisha Helfer and George R. R. Martin. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Did George R. Yeah. R. R. Martin I was like, sure. uh, I don't know which, I forget what award he gave. Um, but Judy, why don't you tell us a little bit about like how the Eisners came about and. Sure. Yeah. Um, so they're officially called the Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards. And they've been shortened to the Eisner Awards, obviously, because it's easier to say. Um, they were started in uh, 1988 or 1987 after the discontinuation of the Kirby Awards. And so they really were um, created to honor the pioneering writer and artist Will Eisner, um, who has who was part of the show until about 2005 when he uh, sadly died. So they're... Um, 
they're a wide-ranging type of awards for comic industry, so they're 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 going to mix up best you know best cover, best colorist, best inker, also best story. So it's it's definitely like it's very similar to like the Grammys where there's a, like there's all these awards given out, even not the ones on TV. And so they're really important, as Sana had said, mm-hmm. to the comic people. Um, and it's definitely an honor to be nominated, and obviously a super honor to win. And what's great about the Eisners is like especially when you're looking at the nominations list and if you're sort of like oh you know lagging behind on what you've read in comics in the last year or if you're kind of getting into comics it's a great place for you to look up what's really good out right now. Um, there is a specific style to the Eisners, I would say, in terms of the types of books that are usually nominated, uh, but it definitely is a really good overview of um, sort of some of the best writing and art uh, and design and sort of everything about what makes a comic great. Uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good place to sort of check out what's happening in the industry. Um, so, you know, this year uh, for the Will Eisner 2015 Awards. Um, you uh, were covering the 2014, the books that have come out in, in, in 2014, and I'm very excited about it. This year, uh, we decided that we would just sort of talk about some of the books that we like and we're hoping, and this is not based on any sort of sense of professional insider information at all. <laughs> Disclaimer. This is just us being little fans and um, loving the comics that are out there and hoping slash crossing our fingers and maybe this will be nominated and you know whatnot so we'll go through a couple of the the categories and and sort of state our opinions on on what we think could be nominated or win or whatnot so should we talk about what we like what we want yeah. to be nominated i mean i think we're gonna we're gonna stick a little bit within the the marvel universe but we may stray a bit so perhaps <laughs> yeah so just so you guys are prepared. So okay, well let's 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 kick it off with a, a very basic one, which is um, uh, best uh, writer. Ooh. Yeah, this is a tough one. There's been a lot. Um, I mean, 2014 I think has been a really amazing year for comics in general across the board uh, from all companies. I'm not just talking about Marvel. Um, a recommendation, my recommendation for best writer. Oh, should I go last? No, should you I go? go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be very biased. <laughs> Everyone's going to know what I'm about to guess. Um, I say G. Willow Wilson for Best Writer. Um, Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> but completely well-deserved. Yes. Does Not surprising know, do you guys because she's super well? awesome. Are you guys aware of that yet? Is that a thing that you guys have figured out? I don't, I know. Forget I don't think so. I think I'm too quiet about it. I'm too quiet about it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. you really need to speak up about that book. You really talk about it more. You take more ownership <laughs> yeah. over it. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Um, but, yes, yeah, so Willow... Uh, I think is a phenomenal writer. I mean, she's been writing for years. It's not just uh, at Ms. Marvel. It, probably she got a lot of recognition for it uh, on a global level, but she's been a comic book writer, a novelist for years now. And um, I think Ms. Marvel is really a culmination of a lot of her strengths, uh, but it's veering more on sort of the, the sort of young teenage adventure and sort of that journey to adulthood, which I think is really, she writes so well because she understands characters, she understands diverse characters, um, and there's a really, she hits a lot of beautiful emotional beats um, while still balancing the humor in the story. Uh, And I think touching upon really important social issues, which which have has has struck a, a, a dialogue in this industry in the last uh, the last year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the other thing that Willow has done, which 
sort of has had this great ripple effect throughout the whole, like specifically at Marvel, but also in like this whole year of comics, is bringing this bringing back this genre of comics that are friendly to younger readers and mm -hmm. really bringing bringing back the bringing back the sort of fun and youth into into comic books. And so I think she's really opened doors for a lot of writers who have a similar type of style. And, you know, she's been a really important voice this year for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, aside from just the fact that she's a great writer, I think it's the sort of the meaning behind what she's doing, which stands for something. And I don't know if that qualifies for, as an Eisner nominations, but uh, in, in my book, she's my, she's my winner, or at least my nomination. If anyone's listening out there, you should agree with me <laughs> and nominate her. <laughs> All right, what do we got? You got? You want to do your best writer, Emily? Sure. Um, I can talk about. Charles Sewell. I think that he did a fantastic job on She-Hulk. She but yeah, She-Hulk is a fantastic book. Much like Ms. Marvel, it has a, a sort of fun, bouncy vibe. It features a great female lead, and it, you see her kind of in her off hours as like a lawyer, and um, yeah, it's just been like a really, a really great adventure story. Well, I think that uh, Charles Sewell I think can write so much, so many different types of genre, um, and with She-Hulk in particular, it, this is completely different than in, what he's doing in Inhumans. Like there is a lot of bounce, as Emily's saying. Um, it's very quick-witted, uh, and he has, of course, such a strong understanding of the law, which uh, because he is a lawyer, <laughs> which really helps a lot of the sort of the the cases that um, that they talk about in the stories and stuff like that. So uh, he is. I think also a really great contender. I will still pick Willow over him because I think it's Willow the year. Sorry, Charles. Sorry, Charles. I love you. Well, I feel like but, one yeah. thing for Charles, at least, is that he's writing an event mm -hmm. like in humans. Yeah. Um, and then he's writing something like She-Hulk, where it's more like not yeah. single-minded, but like more you know character-driven. While in humans is like this broad reaching, so it, it really just shows a lot to his his character as a writer because mm -hmm. he can write. You know, She-Hulk and write her great, and then also turn around and write this like crazy big epic story. He can also do a lot of things. Like this guy, he's like a lawyer. He's also like a musician. Um, I don't. He has a whole list of. He's just an overachiever. He's an overachiever. He can do anything. Like I could go up to him and be like, "Oh, uh, can you dance? Can you do salsa?" And he might be able to do salsa, and he'll probably write a story about it too, because he just uses his life experiences in his stories. I feel like if you guys are listening, you should tweet at Charles and be yeah. like, "Charles, can you do?" salsa. Just Make him up him. Yeah, just just to see what, <laughs> what what can he actually do? What are his hobbies? Yes. Make him list his dancing skills. Which skills. dances he knows and can he show them to us? This is a request from the Women of Marvel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Women of Marvel. <laughs> um, I uh, I I'm always in love with Kelly Sue, but I am really loving the Star Lord series. Mm -hmm. And I love Sam, because Sam is also a really great guy, Sam Humphreys and his afro. Um, so I was really excited when he picked up the Star Lord series and really writing Gung Ho, because he was writing a lot of the Ultimate Universe. Mm -hmm. And so this is sort of like, I think, one of his first, first big series to write in the regular U. And I'm really loving it. I think that he, I mean, you know, he's. Star-Lord is a great, fun character to write. Like, yeah. really, you know, like, it definitely, like, and taking what happened, you know, obviously, like, the Guardians movie world is very different than our world, but, like, being able to, you know, bring that sort of comedic relief that mm -hmm. is true Star-Lord, so. He get, definitely gets Star-Lord's voice. Yeah. Which is a big thing. Um, 
He has a bit of like a Star Lord personality to him as well. I mean, yeah. we all know him here. He's a yes. great guy. Very funny. Yeah. Very charismatic. I feel like I'm very so biased. I think he can relate to, <laughs> to the character. We're, we're a little biased. <laughs> um, this is a very we're allowed to be biased. We're yeah. in the industry. It's okay. We're it's it's really difficult because like you say Kelly Sue and I'm like you know I think this is also uh, an important year for her too because she is um, you know she she's been such a strong supporter of women in comics and um, she she's very much like I, I would say one of the leaders in that regard and what she's done with Captain Marvel in the last couple of years and this year in particular taking Carol into space um, I think has been phenomenal and I've very much enjoyed and her and David Lopez together I think are just a great team uh, so yeah it's 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 gonna be a tough one because now you're you guys are talking and I'm like oh yeah 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 Kelly's doing oh yeah yeah Charles um, but uh, we'll we'll only see when the nominations come out okay uh, let us jump on to oh we'll go straight up let's do best artist Ah, best artist. Best artist. This is a really tough category, yeah. you guys. I mean, I think that this year especially, we've seen such an evolution in style in the comics industry. I mean, I think it's always been there in independent comics to a degree, but the, the big two, specifically Marvel, have really embraced diversity in style. And so I can think of like 10 guys off the top of my head well, that well, I can point to and say, oh my God, their stuff is amazing. And they're completely different from each other. Well, Let's talk about maybe instead of us, you know, doing individual, I think let's just kind of talk about the ones that we think are top contenders because it is, it's getting difficult to figure out exactly who we think is just the one person. Um, I think Phil Noto absolutely is a strong contender. Yes. Uh, he's, he's made uh, Black Widow appear both, I mean, sensual and strong and also alluring and mysterious and all of the things that she is, but I think he captures that so perfectly, um, which is a hard thing to do as an artist mm-hmm. while sort of relaying the story while, you know, her jumping over buildings and punching bad guys. Like, it's it's very difficult to sort of tell a beautiful action adventure story, and I think he does that so well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got such an incredible design sense, which is the other thing. We haven't gotten to the cover category yet, but he's also a very, very strong cover artist because he has a great sense of both storytelling and design, and his instinct for that is really, really strong. And speaking of Phil Noto, he's got, um, we're doing variants with him. Is it this month only, or I think it's... I think it's the month of February. It's yes. month of February. He's doing these really, really beautiful, um, like, sort of classic-inspired covers. Uh, stunning, to say the least. I can't even handle them because I'm flipped out when I saw most of them. My favorite, if you guys have not seen it already, is a Captain America uh, variant uh, with... with uh, with Sam Sam Wilson as Cap, and it's awesome. I, I don't can't even really know how to describe it. It's describe just it. you guys will have to check them out, and all next to each other too, because they're all very different from each yeah. other. And his choice of logo, his choice of style, it's awesome. Judy, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but you really I like, have not seen them. Now I really have, we'll email them to you. They're just we'll, stunning. We'll we'll post a few on the Women of Marvel Instagram. Yeah. Uh, just, just so you guys can check it out. And I think we have a link to most of them up, I believe. Um, but those will be on sale uh, in February with um, on, on specific books. We have a list of that posted as well. Mm-hmm. I will throw a new artist name into the hat of Trad Moore. Mm-hmm. This one is a little bit 
a little bit self-serving because he worked on the first arc of All New Ghost Rider, which is a book that I had. I was thinking of him in yes. my head. He is like magic. I really can't even fully describe how much I love him, but just his style is so different than anything you've ever seen before. It's just his line is like it's both cartoony and dynamic, but also it has like a very grounded sense of realism. He was able to create the world uh, in East LA, Robbie Reyes's neighborhood, and draw like the gangs and the kids in his high school and his little brother Gabe, and just bring so much realism to that world, but at the same time make it bouncy and fun and and clearly, you know, comic book art. And that is like a very difficult balance to strike. And he's just totally amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember. Um, when those first pages were like when I was able to see them and I was like just like all his line work I mean I'm just you know I'm loving sort of the new art new style art that is coming into comics nowadays because I think what it really does is allows new readers to not only because Ghostwriter is a good story it's a good jumping in point Mm -hmm. to you know this new character obviously a rethought version of of Ghostwriter and also like the art is very modern like I really Mm -hmm. like loved reading that book it's a really good time to experience different types of content, different types of styles. There's something for everyone out there. Um, you know, there's also, God, and Chris Samney's doing mm-hmm. amazing work. Uh, but I will say David Aja. Spelled A-J-A. A-J-A. If we're not pronouncing it correctly. Yes, is, uh, he's, he's the best. Yeah. Like I, there's really nobody like him out there. Um, he's doing Hawkeye and... If you are, I was going to jump forward to the best single issue category uh, because he he did an issue of Hawkeye 19, which is full issue of um, Clint being deaf, and most of it is silent, and it is phenomenal. It, that I have to say will get nominated for best single issue hands down. It was unbelievable, um, and that was a lot of it. it was just David knowing how to, you know, paint a world and make the reader feel like he was living in it. Um, so I would highly recommend that, Hawkeye 19. But yeah, so D- David's a great one. And then, of course... Adrian Alfona. Yes, oh, yes. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Well, I, I'll say it so that Sun is not only naming Ms. Marvel categories because I also love Ms. Marvel and Adrian's art on Ms. Marvel have, has been completely gorgeous and fun and has, I mean, has made the book what it is. He, his design for Ms. Marvel was just so, so full of heart. I love mm-hmm. the way he draws just her face. I love the design for, for the way she looks. She doesn't she doesn't have the sort of like glamour airbrushed look of a lot of female superheroes. She looks very real, like a girl you would go to school with, and I think that's a lot of what makes that book appealing and and all in part or all all because of Adrian's work. There's this one scene I mean, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, is that if you're reading Ms. Marvel look in the backgrounds, like make sure you're paying attention to all of the background stuff he does because there's so much hilarious detail that makes you stop and be like, oh my god, he's thinking of everything. He's thinking about the side characters. He's thinking about the guy who like walks, brushes past you know, Kamala's shoulders as they're walking or um, you know, what, what what's sitting on the magazine racks in the Circle Q and um, he's so, so good at that and there's just one scene though in like, I think issue 10 that just went out? I think it was 10 or 11 um, 
where Kamala Khan is like fighting and she gets like kind of electrocuted and her hair just froze out. It's like this big mop and mess of hair, which I thought was a, such a funny panel to me because she's in a really big battle scene and getting beat up and her hair is a fro for most of it. And I'm like, yeah, that's she's not going to look glamorous like you said, like she's really glamorous. Like they, we make our our female characters like really beautiful all the time and their hair is always be. really great even really though they're perfect. running around and sweating theoretically. They're but their sweating. hair is like looking real shiny and nice. Oh yeah, Kamala's always a mess, which is why I think I relate to her so much. Absolutely. And with someone with someone with curly hair, such as myself, I love yeah. it. Anytime an artist can throw in a little realism with like the frizz situation. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. But that's the stuff relate. that Adrian really thinks about. Like he thinks about, well, why not? Like it's he adds another layer to each of these scenes. He by by saying, Oh, well, when she's going to get electrocuted, she's gonna have a phone. We're gonna keep her in the phone because it's not gonna come down. Like it's really smart thinking. It's not just I'm going to draw these figures and tell the story. It's is I'm going to mold it. I'm going to sort of mold this 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 clay and and have you be able to connect with it in a in a way that you never thought you could have. Um, so yeah, I think and he's he, he's a, he's a he's a big big contender. I mean, I, got, I still have some more people, but I feel I know, like... I know, we could stay on the art category, the art category for a while, oh, day, yeah. I'm sure. But we will, for your sake, move forward to the next category. Should we talk about best continuing series, best new series? Yeah, I want to throw out Declan's name for... Uh, Declan Shalvey for Moon Knight. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. that, has, that has great to be said. and very important addition. Yes. Good yes. call, good yes. call. He's... I've loved Declan for so long. I've been trying to get him to work with me on some stuff. It's never worked out. Declan. <laughs> you know why, Declan. Declan. So mad at him. Uh, but he's... Uh, I, there's... I can't say enough of how wonderful of an artist he is um, in terms of... He really knows how to balance the, 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 the gritty with the clean, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a sense of sort of... It feels it can feel a little bit like it's like a, a period piece in the sense that it's not necessarily like a modern comic. There's like some a classic element to it, but at the same time, like his his lines are so refined, and him and and Jordy working together in the same room in the same room. They are also like a couple, so uh, that they're I think with her colors and his his line art, it's like representative of their relationship. It works beautifully together. <laughs> I love um, it. We're telling this to you guys. If you're listening, yes. your book is a metaphor for your relationship with each other. <laughs> they live together in Ireland in this like little cabin, and I don't know if it's a cabin. Oh God, this is how I imagined it. They, um, I, I'm, I'm very so biased, jealous. obviously, to Declan and Jordy because when I was in Ireland and Dublin, they helped me out and let me crash on their yeah. couch once. And then I got up and they they had to put me on a bus at a super early one day. And Jordy got up and made me pancakes. She is the cutest. She is so yes. a sweet human being. Yeah. I will say that there's there's one page in. In Moon Knight number one, that was so good that like I love like because he's there's like a point where he's like climbing down into like the bellows of like the city and like doing and the way the panels all work, I was like I want to own this page. I'm never gonna buy a comic page because yeah. what am I gonna do with it? But it was like you know like you're struck with that moment where you're like I want to own that. Mm-hmm. Like there's something so just it's just like it's one page in twenty, which is sort of when you think about how amazing comic art is, it's yeah. pretty pretty stunning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Declan is great. He's also the first person to draw me no comic book. Really? Yeah. Hey, I mean, like some, I'm like some bystander. 
Love it. Oh, that's nice. I was actually, the first comic book I was drawn in was uh, Mark Bagley in Death is, Spi- Death is Spider-Man. It was um, Ultimate. Uh, but it was during the funeral scene. Ah, depressing. It was like a Bang. bunch of people like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my, so my first appearance in a Marvel comic was uh, me crying for Spider-Man, which sounds but, right. Uh, I'm an old yeah. Marvel comic, so that you can it's at least a big be one. excited about. That is a very important yeah. comic. Um, my first slash only representation uh, in a comic book is on the cover of All New Ultimates 12. It is a Where's Waldo scene, and if you can see in the corner, me and Panic are standing next to each other, and our cover artist, David Nakayama, is like dead on the ground because he's tired <laughs> of drawing all of the tiny little people that we made him draw on that cover. Yeah. It's pretty great. Well, this is actually a good segue to best cover artist. Yeah. Yeah. Great segue. Speaking of me, great yeah, segue. Yeah, some there's some good cover artists out there that are worthy of a kind of a nod. Well, I love David's stuff. I just talked about David Nakayama, and what does he do? He did all of the all of the covers for the twelve issues of All New Ultimates. They are all amazing and very different from each other, and. I just totally love his work. He did this one bombshell cover for us that's like bright pink, and it's the best. And also, the Waldo cover is awesome. It's just, he's got so much style. He uh, has great rendering, and he just, his design sense is really strong. Um, He also does the Deadpool covers, I believe. He's done a lot of stuff for us. I may perjure myself. Did he do the um, Japanese sort of historical? Covers. Who did those? I don't know. That was in Ramon Rosanas because he did the interiors for those, I think. Right? I know what you're talking about. I don't know who did those. There's covers. like a Japanese with black print one. Yeah, yeah. There's like a Chinese scroll one. I, don't, I, I like I like all I see is when I walk by Jordan's Jordan. wall. Jordan has some great Deadpool covers. Yeah. I to commend him. On I feel his like he, yeah, he like he he gets such variety of artists and styles, and there's so many different Deadpool books. Yeah, that it's kind of great because he's able to do things that maybe maybe necessarily like on the Avengers book or like you know yeah. you know Captain Marvel maybe you may not necessarily be able to do such a mm-hmm. interesting. That's true. That is very true. You can take a lot more risks with those books. Um. Oh, Mike Del Mundo. Great choice. Yes. Great choice. Uh, he is like the favorite cover artist for yeah. Marvel uh, editorial. We are all kind of constantly jockeying to claim him for things. Yes. He what he did on and he's and he's done stuff for a while and he got he won last year, I believe, for best cover artist. Um, was it for a legacy? I think I believe so. Those yeah. covers were those were fantastic. Yes. He um, did, he's doing, well, he's been doing Electra interiors as well, uh, His, which are fantastic. Um, his covers are absolutely stunning for Electra. I highly recommend you just go Google it right now, because I can't even pick a favorite cover. Like, he has the, the, the sort of theme for the first issue or two was sort of relating, like, uh, uh, Electra's fighting skills to dance and there's like this spread of her sort of her dancing and these ribbons around her that sort of transform into blood and I'm like this is so beautiful yes. <laughs> and her thought that you can think of fighting in that way yeah yeah he's just the strongest concept artist that I, I can think of that we yeah. work with he I've always think about like the inside of his brain must be the most amazing place to live mm-hmm. because you'll throw him just like a very loose concept and he'll come up with like 10 ideas that are all like yeah 
each one is more beautiful than the next in like a second. I just can't even imagine what he, it must be like to, to be inside his head. It's very hard to choose. Very, very hard to choose exactly when he get, turns on the covers concepts. I was like, I don't know which one I like better. I'm always constantly like asking Emily. I'm like, what do you think? What is, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but he's, um, he understands like design and story at the same time for a cover, which is very, very hard. A lot of cover artists, what they tend to do is they say, oh, who's in this book? It's Thor. Thor's in this book. I'm going to have a picture. I'm going to just draw Thor looking like a badass or whatever. Um, but doesn't think about sort of, sometimes they don't think what's happening in the issue. Sometimes you don't have time to. But thinking about what's happening in the issue, like sort of what images can be representative of, of, of what, you know, what's meaningful in the story um, and he definitely thinks in that context like he takes objects and they mean more than one thing and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's this really great cover we're doing a bullseye story and it's like he drew a bunch of the hand uh, the sort of ninja of the hand and they're like in circles and circles and circles and circles surrounding um Electra in the middle, and she's like the red bullseye target, and all the circles are the ninja, and it's blue, and it's blue and red, and it's just incredible, and so so, so lovely to see, and it also just tells you everything about that you need to know about the story. Um, who else? There's some good ones out there. Well, we already and, talked about Phil Noto. Yes, it's a big one, big favorite in the cover category. Um, Jamie McKelvey. Ooh, oh, great yeah. choice. Yes, he's been doing I mean he's also like a great cover artist I mean they're doing he's doing Wicked and Divine with um, Karen Gillen right now and is so it's a great series and uh, the covers on that are actually very beautiful as well yeah they're mm-hmm. stunning there's something about the way Jamie draws women that I'm so in love with because he doesn't draw them like overly feminine or overly sexualized or anything it's just they're very strong and there's something very um, serene about their faces that I'm very much into and seductive at the same time yeah Um, what's the name of that character um, from Wayne Divine that's got the like my hair similar with the white coat do you know what I'm talking about Oh my god! Her like every time because I see a lot of people cosplay her, and like she is just like every time you see her, she's got like this look on her face. Yeah, it's so like exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, I'm biased to him always for Captain Marvel. Of course, right? (laughs) Well, I'm. He's so he did. he did the Ms. Marvel covers, of course, back to Ms. Marvel. God, everyone's going to hate me. Uh, but he, the reason we chose him for uh, the Ms. Marvel, because he actually designed the Ms. Marvel costume. People don't know that. Uh, he Because he also designed the Captain Marvel costume. So we really wanted to reflect that idea of her sort of being playing an homage to Carol Danvers and whatnot. Uh, but he did some really beautiful covers. Uh, the first cover, actually, which I think is my favorite cover still of the series. It's actually done by Sarah Pichelli. Um, But the rest were done by Jamie McKelvey. uh, And now Chris Anka is doing uh, most of the covers. We have a few villains here and there. But uh, Jamie really understands 
understands what Kamala, who Kamala is, and what her world looks like. And there's some comedy in it, and there's and she still looks strong and beautiful, and there's some allure. Uh, but he he really uh, knows what what sort of the the tone of the series is supposed to be, which um, I think makes him a great contender. I feel like we've been talking for a while, which yeah. I'm not going to complain about. Yeah. Let's pick one more. Okay. And then... I think we've hit all the big main ones. We have. Maybe series? Have we talked about series? Oh, do best we, do overall we do series. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. This is tough. This is actually a very tough There's category. a lot of great... There's a lot of great books out there. Not just what Marvel's doing, but... You know, I like we mentioned, like, Wicked and Divine. Saga's a yeah, really, yeah, really strong saga. saga. It's continuing, I would say, but it's... it's yeah, not new series continue. Because did it win an Eisner last year? I believe so. I feel like, I believe it's, I feel like it's won a bunch of awards. If it hasn't won already, it is, I would say, very yeah. likely going to win at least one award yeah, this year. I'm pretty sure it has. Um, there's also... I think... Uh, this is a little. Is the uh, Lumberjanes is that continuing or no? Oh, that it I don't is know. right. I think so. I mean, I think, I think that's that's continuing. Contender. Just has to be two issues have to yeah. be published, so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be like a monthly per se. Um, I mean, Moon Knight. I think that's Moon Knight. That's a strong contender. Absolutely. Um, and and to be just to give you a disclaimer, we're very much thinking about in terms of sort of the the way that Eisner Eisner's generally nominate. Um, we have a bunch of other great books at Marvel, um, but there is a certain uh, type of tone. yeah tone to 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 the. the the series that the Eisner's choose, so we're kind of thinking in that in that regard. Um, there's also, oh my god, I mean, Captain Marvel has been wonderful. Uh, Ms. Marvel? Are you going to say yeah, Ms. Marvel? I was not going to say it. I think that that is a very, very likely series to, um, to win an Eisner. If not in the art category, if not in the writer category, which I think they're both very strong contenders, I think definitely in the series, best new series category. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of strong competition, but I definitely think it'll be on a lot of lists this year. Yeah. It's just been groundbreaking in a lot of in on a lot of levels. Um, what else? Would I'm be like trying to go through my head of all the books that we've released in the, in like the last twelve months, and it's sort of she Hulk. She Hulk. I think she Hulk's a strong contender. I agree. We've talked about it already, but I think just overall as a series, I think it's been wonderful. Um, uh, well, what else? There's, I mean, Daredevil has been great. I'm really enjoying Inhuman right now. Um, Miles Morales. I yeah, Miles Morales is great. Because we did relaunch that series under the new title, um, Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man, which is very similar to the mm-hmm. old title, Ultimate Spider-Man, but it is yeah. different. So it may count as a new series. I'm not entirely sure. But that, if you aren't familiar with the Ultimate Spider-Man series, it's worth checking out. It's been Brian Bendis writing that book for over 10 years now, I think, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing the whole way through. But what he's done with the character of Miles Morales is really, really incredible. It's a great book, and um, and yeah, worth reading. Right. And what's happening with, and this is sort of a separate category, but I think also what's happening in, in, in Spider-Verse right now with The Amazing Spider-Man is actually really fantastic. I mean, I think Dan Slott is writing some of the best stuff, and I think Peter being back is, mm-hmm. is also sort of a really great emotional journey. Um, I think the Gwen Stacy one shot yes. is yeah, very likely to get that. some attention this yeah. year. Yeah. 
yeah. that was an incredible, incredible issue. Um, yeah, Spider Gwen. I think Spider Gwen was. I think should for the best single issue. Hopefully, will be nominated for something. But if not, it's just a great read. You should guys should check it out. Um, I'm not sure if it's downloadable yet. It might be. It should be. Yeah. I mean, it's out, right? Yeah, it's out. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about Marvel Unlimited. Yes, in terms oh. of the digital yeah, yes. download. Yeah, it should definitely be out. Um, and oh, I was just thinking of one, and I'm, it completely slipped my mind. We're talking about Spider Gwen. Well, we're actually doing uh, a series now with with uh, Spider Gwen, which is looks amazing. It looks amazing. That and actually Spider Woman look fantastic. I was looking at some pages today uh, of Spider Woman in her in her new costume, and nah. I couldn't. I just couldn't handle it. It looks beautiful. The costume design for yeah. Spider Gwen yeah. is so yeah. kick ass. So I can't even begin. I mean, so many people are already cosplaying it. Like, I can't wait to see I know. it. All. Like, people yeah. already cosplayed it, even like when she was like a one off. Well, know. just a one issue. And that, yeah. that is actually a really good example of sort of us following the demand. We realized we're like, oh my God, everybody likes this. Okay, let's just keep going <laughs> and see what happens. And yeah, there's a. I'm super excited. That's that's definitely going to be on my pull list uh, when I get my comps. <laughs> Pull it out I, of feel my like, I feel like they need to add a new thing for best new redesign because yeah. in the last like year or two years, idea. there's definitely been a lot more. I, we were literally just talking about this because I'm making a costume right now that's very like that clearly a bunch of pieces of the costume are made for hum- a real person. Yeah, like spandex is not flattering. Uh, it is not warm. It is not cooling. Yeah. It's not any of these things. So having like a new costume like Spider Woman's, which is functional. She's yeah. so functional. Mm-hmm. She's fresh. Like I hate using the word fresh because I sound like I'm on like like the red carpet talking about someone's <laughs> like fashion piece. But like it really like it it really is sort of amazing. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember when it when I saw it on my Tumblr and I was like, is this a, did we do this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we did this. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was Chris Anka. Like, I mean, Chris Anka has such great fashion sense. Um, oh, I should actually tweet this image out. That image, he did a whole... Oh, my gosh, the, the sort of ex-women fashionistas. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. God. This could be, like, our icon for the women of Marvel. Yeah. It would be the best. It's... Um, yeah. I always thought about like getting together a group to do those. Like, yeah. To cosplay those. Oh my god. Yeah. It's basically all the X women in high fashion, and they look great. They're so fresh. It's like it's so high fresh. fashion, all of it. It's like high and low fashion, but they all have like right. incredible shoes, right? Incredible design. Like they just all look like really cool ladies that you want to hang but, out with. But like very much themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it's what they would wear as those characters. So, yeah. Um, yeah I, I I feel like those are sort of our our tops. Yeah. We have no idea what's actually going to happen. A lot of this is us just being really nerdy and just, just sitting in a room, yeah, with mics in our face, staring out, yeah. and crossing our fingers that somebody will actually agree with our opinions on this. Um, but it's 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 been a great year. I couldn't have I I personally can say I couldn't I couldn't be more proud to be working in the industry at this time where our content is so diverse and so interesting and um, and it's just so hot right now. See so that it's hot right so now. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Those comments are so hot right now. People are into it. If you guys have any thoughts. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, or questions or you just want to send us a hi. We always, every single person who sends us emails and says that they love listening to us is, makes my heart warm so much. So yeah. if you guys want to email us, make sure you email us at womanof at marvel.com. Um, and any one of us will answer it. Uh, and I think 
yeah, I'm heading off to Portland this weekend, so hopefully I can get some shiny interviews this weekend. We'll see who I can get. Daniel Ketchum. Daniel Ketchum will be there. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's a woman of the marble. Oh. Uh, he's close. Let's hear him. Fake it very well. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Very well, very well. So tune in next Friday to see who we got. It's been a great podcast. Yeah. It's been, yeah. And it's been a, a great, what, we're now six months in, right? For our podcast. Have we been doing it? Yeah, we started in June. So yeah. what's month? Yes. So six, 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 six and a half. Six and a half months. Yeah. Wow. Um, and our listeners are going up. And we could be more excited. It seems like we're doing something that people like. Uh, if there are other suggestions that you have in terms of things you want to hear about, questions, um, make sure that you email us at uh, womenof at marvel.com. Yes. And you can also tweet at Marvel and just use the hashtag Women of Marvel, and Adri will answer those. So she is still alive, I promise you. She ran off to Turks and Caicos. We're all jealous. We're so Jerk. jealous. Yeah. So, okay, I think that's it. I think that we talked your ears off enough for almost 50 minutes, guys. Hope you are still listening. <laughs> now they definitely aren't. They're like, Judy, that was the worst way to leave the podcast. I'm not pretty good. Segue. 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 I'm just going to go it. This is Marvel, your universe.